Hey, all you nostalgic demons of generosity. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. I very much remember the Rock'em Sock'em Robots scene (laughs) from this episode. Yes, who didn't want some Rock'em Sock'em Robots? I know. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This Endorian Life, 90s Music Got Me Like, and previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 6, Episode 11, Offensive Interference. Let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode aired on November 15th, 1995. One birthday to mention, November 16th, Noah Gray, KB of Heroes and My Wife and Kids is born. I don't think I didn't hear that little Borat thing you did there. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say My Wife without doing a Borat I know, I know you can't, yep. A couple of movies came out November 17th. The first one is The American President, written by Aaron Sorkin and starring Michael Douglas, Annette Benning, and Martin Sheen. Oh, I love that. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. Have you seen it? I have not. It's so good. Michael Michael Douglas plays an American president who is a widower, and, and Annette Benning is like a political activist, and they sort of fall in love. But Martin Sheen plays the chief of staff in that. And this is kind of what they were like, oh, we should do a president show, which led to the West Wing. Martin Sheen, you know, taking on the role of the president. Doesn't play the same character, but it's definitely the genesis of the ideas in the American president. Nice. Second, we have GoldenEye, which was, of course, Pierce Brosnan's first Bond movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was was huge because it had been such a long gap. Like License to Kill, I want to say it was like 1989 or something. So at that time, it was like a huge gap between James Bond movies. Yeah, so. I played, well, see, I get confused. I always say that we used to play the GoldenEye video game, but then yeah. it's not the GoldenEye video game that I used to play. It's the other one. with Pierre World Boston. is Not Enough? Yeah, it must yeah, be. Yeah. I don't know. There's a um, couple. There's, I mean, there is a Toronto Never Dies game, and there's, there's another one that uses him. Like his likeness, so it's a bunch. But Goldeneye, I mean, on N sixty four, will it ever be topped? I, I don't know. No, <laughs> no, is my guess. No, yeah. Let's just say no. And the last movie is It Takes Two, starring Steve Gutenberg, Kirstie Alley, and the Olsen twins. The Olsen twins. Actually, I yes. love this movie. I like this movie quite a lot, too. I've Very much a movie, take on the parent trap. Yes. Yeah. I've seen this movie probably. I loved the parent trap, too, with, uh, yeah. with Lindsay Lohan. Um, yeah. But I I watch this movie a lot. Steve, Steve Gutenberg is just so great. I mean, one of the biggest stars of the 80s. Police Academy, Short Circuit, Three Men and a Baby. Just, like, everywhere, Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram. And it's the most pleasant Instagram I've ever seen. It's just him being like, hey, guys, it's me, Steve Gutenberg. It's the sunshine. It's a beautiful day. Have a great one. Bye. That's it. That's I love a, it. So nice. much fun. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was a big, still. I mean, still am, but a big fan of the Olsen twins. Oh, um, I know. Anything, yeah. anything Mary-Kate and Ashley, I, yeah. I owned it. 
Um, I believe there's a nostalgia me this episode covering the Olsen twins in depth. There is. Yeah. Yes. Go listen to that. Go find that. All right. TV, November 15th, the short-lived drama Courthouse aired its final episode. Uh, Featured in the cast were Jennifer Lewis of Blackish Fame and Cree Summer, the voice of Nisa in the Ewoks. Ichiwawa! (laughs) Nick, you do a podcast about Ewoks. I do, yeah. And sometimes you're on it, too, like this upcoming episode. It, It happens. Yeah. Um, they were the first African-American lesbian couple featured on major network television. There you go. Pretty big deal. Yeah. Music. November 20th, the Beatles Anthology 1 was released. It included the track Free as a Bird, a John Lennon demo that the surviving Beatles finished, making it the first new Beatles song since the release of Let It Be in 1970. Yeah. Have you heard the anthologies at all? Have you heard these albums? I want to say yes, but I'm not sure. There's Free as a Bird and then Anthology 2, they do real love. Both of them were Lennon demos that they they took and finished. Free as a Bird was a lot rougher. So there's whole new verses by McCartney. So it's kind of like a new Lennon McCartney. And yeah, the Threedles, as they call themselves, uh, added to it and, and made it a complete song. But uh the whole anthology one is really cool because it has a lot of stuff from like the very, very earliest of days, some really early recordings that you'd never heard before. And actually it was a real financial windfall for Pete Best, who was the original drummer uh, who they replaced, you know, with Ringo. Yes. Pete Best had been kind of cut out just before everything went big. And, but now to get these released, you know, he, he got, he got paid, he got some coin. So fun all around. If you're, if you're a Beatles fan, the three archive volumes are cool for the uh, the alternate takes, the outtakes, and the songs that just kind of, you know, have only existed prior to that on, on bootlegs and things like that. So pretty cool. I have never, ever heard to them heard them referred to as the Threedles. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. That was just like a running gag that they had for these two uh, Anthology funny. 1 and 2. They were going to do a new track on Anthology 3, and they just didn't so it's sort of like a new track on volume one a new track on volume two and volume three has nothing (laughs) on november 21st enrique iglesias released his self-titled debut it would go on to win the grammy award for best latin pop album at the 39th annual grammy awards how do you feel about enrique iglesias uh he's great we've talked about him over on my other podcast okay i listened not that long ago to the uh to the Live in La Vida Loca, Ricky Martin one. And you guys talked about Enrique Iglesias, but I couldn't remember if yes, you actually had did. it. Yes, uh, we did. We covered Bylomos. By That's right. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And November 21st, DC Talk released their grunge-inspired album, Jesus Freak. It would also win a Grammy for Best Rock Gospel Album. Yeah, rock. Oh, when I when I think of DC Talk, I think of rock gospel. Were you a DC Talk kid? You oh, seem like heck you yes, Talk. heck okay. yes. Growing up in the '90s, in a you know, as a pastor's yeah. kid, DC yeah. Talk. It was like I used to refer to them as the Beatles of Christian music. So <laughs> I still probably uh, stand by that. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I, I, I don't love the comparison, but yeah, I know that I had a DC Talk cassette. 
that had uh, Love is a Verb on it. I don't remember yeah. what album that is. I don't know if that's Jesus Freak. I don't think it is. I I'm think that's sure. an earlier album. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, love love the song Jesus Freak. That, that's a yeah. great one. It's going to be playing in my head nonstop. I know. Yeah. I'll shout, out, shout out to DC Talk, I guess. <laughs> All right. One video game to mention. November 21st, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest, got its Japanese release for the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. And the world Are you a donkey? never the same. Never the same. A lot of legendary music in that game. Are you a uh, Donkey Kong fan? I've never played a Donkey Kong game. Okay. Uh, he's oh not... never! Wow. No. Okay. I've, well, I've played Diddy Kong Racing. Does that count? <laughs> yes. Judges. <laughs> okay. Yes, we will. Yes, we'll allow it. And of course, I love Mario Kart, but I don't usually go for Donkey Kong or any yeah. of the Donkey Kong characters when I'm playing Mario Kart. Okay. So. Yeah, I've I've played a bunch of the games. I like uh, you know the Switch has the old old games on it for Nintendo and and uh, Super Nintendo, and so I played a bunch on there. And then I played uh, the Donkey Kong on Switch and GameCube. I loved Donkey Konga. Do you remember that? That was like yes. you know you had the little drums and you yeah yeah super fun. I never had that, but I think that's one that would be like if you went to an arcade, they would have it sometimes. Okay, where you could yep. play. Um, yeah, and I mean the original, the classic arcade game. I mean, Donkey yeah. Kong introduces Mario, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I've played that a ton, and I always like that. Um, I do know a lot of the music from the Donkey Kong games, even though I probably wouldn't be able to tell you this is from Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. Just because my husband listens to so much video game music. Yeah. Well, so. in, a, in a retired show here on the network, we had Radio 64, and I know a lot of Donkey Kong music got covered in there. You can still find some of the episodes on SoundCloud, so go check it out, and maybe you'll hear some. A lot, of, a lot of plugs today for us. Yeah, you're shows. right. Yeah. <laughs> can I tell you, Kendra, about this beautiful set of steak knives I have here? You can cut through anything. You, you can cut wow. through meat, bread. <laughs> Just traditional things that you that you would use a knife for. Sure, you, yeah. You can't cut through, you can't cut through shoes or pennies. That's, oh. But well, why would you need why to? Why do I want... <laughs> I want my anyway. knife to cut through all things. Okay, well, three installments of uh, $99.99, and uh, wow. they'll, be, they'll be your way. Wow. Yeah, they're okay. high quality. They're high quality. They're top-notch, yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. Kendra, you know, in 2022, Jessica Loundis, who plays Adriana Tate Duncan in the CW years, starred in the GAC family movie Harmony from the Heart. And the cover is just so obnoxious. It's her and, oh, what's his name? From, uh, like, from Desperate Housewives. He played the... Uh, you know, like the the lawn boy that Gabby has an affair oh, with. What is that guy's oh, name? Oh man, what is his what name? What is that guy's name? Jesse, or is that Metcalf? His Jesse name? Metcalf. Oh, okay. You no, know, it's Jesse Metcalf. <laughs> You're right. Yes, good for you. Yes, it's the two of them. Interesting about this though is that Jessica Lounge also wrote the movie. Oh, so, all right. Yeah, well. Adriana. I know you haven't met her yet. Adriana's a pretty good character in the series. She was intended to be just like a recurring character, and they were like, "Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling with this character." <laughs> Cool. So, one day, Kendra, one day. One day. All right, let's look yeah. at our synopsis for Offensive Interference. Jonesy is back, baby! And he's got a job <laughs> for Valerie. Uh, but David's not thrilled about the secrecy. Meanwhile, Ray pressures assault, presses assault charges on Joe, and Donna makes the Rose Court. Finally. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Brandon and Kelly struggle to deal with the absence of Dylan, while Steve and the gang guard the school mascot. Shenanigans. Bum, 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 bum. Man, this was this was so weird to it just was. go right into this episode. 
yeah. the last thing we see I mean, is like a Dylan. Lot, a lot of Brandon dealing with Dylan being gone, but it is also a lot of shenanigans as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was looking at the air dates and there's not even there's not even like they took a kind of a mid season three weeks or something like that. It was just boom, boom. And so to go from like Dylan and anguish him saying goodbye to Brandon to Claire being like, what a weird week this has been was just like <laughs> so odd, so odd to not be a season break. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Larry Mullen and directed by Scott Pollan. You might remember Scott Pollan uh, for his recurring role in 90210 as Corey Randall. So here he's back. Oh, as a yes. This is our first look at a Dylanless opening credit. Boo. And Boo. so I, I was looking at, because I remember like, even as a kid, I was like, how do they, how do they, a lot of the little scenes, you know, where they're just like walking around are, are still the same. But there is a very like crisp and clear cast you know, photo at the end where they're like moving around. So they must have known and they must have been like, all right, Luke, step out for a minute and let's like, I wonder, I wondered too. Cause I was watching and I was like, wow, how did they have, they cut this like so yeah. well that like they yeah. didn't get him in any of these little scenes. And, and I do remember cast changes down the road that I remember that it's like super blurry. Like the cast picture is almost just like an outline aura, you know, because I think they didn't do that. But it was noticeable here that they actually had a different set of credits here. So yeah, yeah, sad. Boo. Sad times. Uh, some recurring players back for more. Catherine Cannon as Felice Martin. Michael Durrell as John Martin. Ryan Brown as Morton Muntz. You got to have a Still Morton Muntz, yeah, right? Uh, Tembi Locke is here as Lisa Dixon. We have a few final appearances. Mike Colt as AK and Brian Turk as Tiny. They were in the last episode, but we I, we never got names, and this time we got a ton of names. Like I feel like they called him AK and Tiny I all think the time. We did know about Tiny. Did they say that? Okay. Yes, because I right. think we talked about which one of them was Tiny before. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is the last time. This feels wrong to me, but I double checked it. The last time we see Wingshauser as Jonesy. All right. But I'm I'm almost positive that there's at least like a vocal, like an answering machine kind of thing from him later. But. Hmm. All right. You know, yeah. Time will tell. Uh, we, have, we have a new recurring player, and that's John Walcott as Bruce Paxton. Lots of TV work, recurring roles on ER, Sliders, and JAG. Kendra, you're a big, uh, you're a big JAG fan. Oh, yeah. Right? You, ne- yeah. you never miss it. The okay. biggest. Other cast members, so Robert Jake Jacobs as the Duke, which I believe was just the dude in the car who they were yeah. trying to, yeah. This is his only on-screen credit. But he served as a costume supervisor on 90210 for many years, as well as other shows like Charmed and The X-Files and stuff. So this is the only time you got to flex those acting muscles. <laughs> Finally, we have Mary Pat Green as the jail matron. She's the one who hangs up the phone for Valerie and is like, everybody's waiting. She is who I would classify as one of those people mm-hmm. who is in every show and movie that has ever been made. <laughs> so... You know, her her first credit appearance was in the movie Taxi Driver back in 1976. At time of recording, her most recent is an NCIS episode in 2020. Uh, but occurred on The Middle, recurred on The West Wing, Allie McBeal, and literally just everything. Everything in everything. between. Throw a, dart, throw a dart at a list of TV shows. She was probably in it. Awesome. Are you ready for offensive yeah, interference? I was born ready. Don't really get the title, but yeah, I'm ready. I was just thinking about the title. Perhaps after we talk through it. 
will understand. Okay. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> we start at Kelly, Donna, Claire's. Donna is trying to leave a message for Joe. She's talking with one of the other guys at his frat house who's not very good at taking messages, apparently. No, not great. Um, I think, well, but also I think they are kind of anti Donna at this point, or does that come later? Are they just being I don't think that's, here? Yeah, I don't think that's apparent yet, but I think okay. they don't want Donna to talk to Joe. Okay. Um, she calls, she decides, she hangs up and then she tries to call again and she gets tiny this time, which is a person that she actually knows. And he says, Hey, the police are here. They're questioning Joe. Something about, he beat up this guy on Halloween. And Donna's Mm. like, Oh dear. What, what is Ray's game here? (laughs) I have no idea. What is he? I have no idea. I just. It's a bad plant. <laughs> no, I think he's just backed into a corner and he's just swinging wildly. I think that's the extent of Ray's plan. He's dumb. Yep. Okay, so the next scene is on the lawn of CU where there's a band playing. Everyone's excited. It's pep time. It's, you know, almost time for the big game. And Steve gives a speech about he has been charged with Protecting the mascot this year, Cornelius yeah, J. Yeah. Condor. Uh, Love it. Basically, a, a bust of a condor. Yeah. It's an, it's an immunity idol from Survivor. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> yeah, is, is what is. we're looking at. Steve says that thing that is my maybe my biggest pet peeve is when anybody is standing up in front of someone and they say, "For those of you who don't know me." My name is Steve. I hate what people say for those of you who don't know me. Just say what your name is. You don't What's do the that. Point? You don't do that at the library when no, you're introducing never. bands no. and speakers and stuff. No. No. <laughs> Maybe you should give it a I try. Hate it. Maybe no. it'll be your new favorite. There's no thing point. Do. Does your name change based on who knows you? No. Just get up and say it. It's annoying. <laughs> I guess because there's it it like presumes a little bit of arrogance. It's like, well, I know most of you yeah. know who I am. But for those of you who don't, let me clue you in. I just I hate it. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you a quick question about the first scene? Yes. There, so th- there's no reference really to Dylan other than Claire saying it was a weird week. Yeah. Uh, but that made me think like, did Claire and Dylan ever speak? Did they, hmm. did they ever, like, I know there was like group scenes, you know, where everybody was in, but I'm just trying to think if those characters ever really had any kind of crossover. Surely they spoke. To I don't each know. Other. The, the only thing I can remember is the Dylan fever dream episode where, where Claire and David are like in his dream and yeah. they're like talking about him. I just don't remember them having a scene or whatever. I think not not maybe many, this, if any. No, no. Maybe this is more for the end, but I just have to say up front, I think it is so weird after all the time invested into making Tony be friends, particularly with like the girl gang that nobody even mentions her or is like, I can't believe Tony's gone. I can't believe what happened. Yeah. Like nothing. Moving they don't, on even, they don't say the name. They don't acknowledge. It's really weird. It's yeah. really weird. But anyway, it is. anyway, Steve's, for those of you who don't know him, his name is Steve. <laughs> and I love all the callbacks. I love all the references to that episode where Valerie and Kelly helped steal the bear or whatever it was. Yes, I loved, I love the continuity. Yep. I like their Condor Patrol sweatshirts that they're wearing. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, matching sweatshirts. That, that needs to go up in the Miss Music Box craft. So yes, I feel like we I need to have those in that. the store. So yeah, so he's talking about you know we they're gonna definitely be coming for us this year because we stole their bear and um, 
the gang tells Colin about that as they're sitting and um, Valerie is not around. She uh, was supposed to be there, but she is at the peach pit. Um, and Kelly makes a comment to Colin that maybe he should join in the the fun of protecting. Yeah, he's an adjunct professor, baby. Yeah. So at the Peach Pit after dark, Valerie is working. I don't know what she's doing, but all of a sudden, Jonesy appears. Oh, uh, he back. came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Were you excited to see Jonesy? I was not. What was your response? <laughs> you weren't. <laughs> Oh, you wanted to leave Jonesy in the past. It was like okay. a, oh, snap, but also like, oh, yeah. now it's a Jonesy episode. I love episode. it. <laughs> Wings Hauser is just that guy who's in every community theater play, you know, who yes. just like rolls in, just like larger than life. Yep. Well, oh, boy. What are we going to, what are, are we going to put Wings this time? Yep. And that's, that's what it feels like. He yep. just comes in, no piece of scenery will be left without teeth marks by the time he leaves. Yeah. But he commits. He goes for it. He does. Yeah, he's 100% locked into that character. <laughs> so he is there because it is payback time for yeah. all the money and help he gave her a while ago. I'm always, I'm just always so curious about this, like from a production standpoint, because, you know, Valerie doesn't get paid and she goes, Dylan won't pay her, or he, he offers her a nominal sum. She goes to Jonesy and is like, just give me the money that you were going to pay the girl that I replaced. And he's like, fine, I will, but you owe me one sometime down the road. So, like, that was last season. So, like, they really threaded this needle. They must have been like, oh, we got to use this character again. (laughs) Yeah, and they do. So, And they do. Yeah, but I just, I wonder, like, was it always the plan? Let's have Jonesy and Valerie have a hijinks episode, like, a year from now? Or did they just set that up just in case? they, They put that in the bank. It was on okay. the in the writer's room. It was on yeah. their idea board for a while. Not a great not a great use of Jonesy Valerie. You know? Like it's, it's a not weird... a particularly fun No, it's a it's not heisty. It's a weird No. It's a weird mission they're on for sure. It is. And I think that episode, which I don't remember what it's called, but that episode with with Dylan and Erica and, and, and Jonesy, Kevin Suzanne, that whole thing is one of those episodes that I feel like everybody knows and remembers. And it's kind of like, yes, this episode. So it's funny to me that they don't do anything. There's no serious element to it. Like it's only goof troop and seems to only be to like propel the Valerie David episode unhealthily forward. I I I don't get why they, I was happy to see Jonesy. I don't feel like he was well utilized, I guess. is. uh, I'll agree. I'll agree with that. They could have done something else. But anyway, she says, you know, I'm not the same girl I was in Mexico. And he's like, look, one night of work, you're off the hook forever. Yep. She's off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) And she agrees. At the frat house, uh, we learned that Joe might be charged with battery. Yeah. Joe is suspended for one game, and it's the big game. So that's oh, a bummer. No. Can't play in the oh, big no. game. Oh, no. Yeah. The coach has said that he needs to stay away from Donna. Like, his friend comes out and is like, you need to know- why are you talking to her? Coach is going to suspend yeah. you even more. So he goes back inside, and then whoever the friend is says, do us all a favor and go away. Go away. Yeah, which makes zero sense. Like, I know they don't know the whole story, but even so, it makes no sense that they're like, stay away from Joe. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't, I don't it really doesn't. get it. But. I also don't. 
I don't know. Like when he was questioned by the police, did he not say he was attacking my friend? And so I. Right. Yeah. Defended I know. Her? It was like, like, how was he being charged with battery? Right. Yeah. And he was just like, well, I guess I'll just <laughs> tight lip it, not say anything. Oh, Joe. I don't know. He's just a big hunk of American cheese. Just <laughs> beautiful, noble. This is weak hearted is... Joe. <laughs> This is funny. The next scene is at the Walsh house and all I wrote was <laughs> all I wrote was full leather. <laughs> yeah. Because Valerie yeah. is in her outfit that Jonesy has picked out for yeah. her and it's, you know, the the fishnet stockings, leather yep. shorts, leather top. Like bustier kind of thing. Yep. At Dylan's. Brandon is taking Dylan's messages. He's you yeah. know, listening, writing down the message. Who he's sending them to, I don't know. He doesn't know where Dylan is. I'm not he can't sure. Call <laughs> I Dylan. don't know. I know. I mean, that's that is kind of a sad moment because the answering machine message is a realtor in Hawaii being like, "Hey, we found places for you and Tony. Yeah, give me a call back. Everything's good." Yeah. So Susan comes in and finds him doing this, and he's he's like, "Do you know what?" close the place up means because I don't know. That's the last thing he said to me, and I don't really Boy, know what I sure that don't. means. I sure don't. Susan wants to, is fine with him staying there, but she asks if she can borrow his car so they can go to their meeting at the newspaper. And he's like, no, no, you're not driving my car. I'll, I'll go with you. (laughs) (laughs) Watching this episode, I was like, boy, they must have had a lease on this, uh, on this house to film in because there's a lot of scenes in the Dylan house. Yeah. I wonder if they considered like moving somebody in there to like maintain that set, you know, because it is such a cool location and things. It's kind of sad. I don't, I don't think, I I don't know. I I don't think we see it much if at all after this. So bummer, just weird. Yeah, I know. She also suggests that to get out of his funk, he should write a column for for the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Live up to his very minimal responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Be good. Be a good idea. All right, it is finally time for Rose Court announcements. So all oh, the, pins all and the, needles. All the girls are on the steps. They're calling pins the names. And, needles, yeah. and the last name that is called is Donna Martin. Donna Martin graduates. Her friend Lisa Dixon also makes the cut. Yes, her so friend Lisa two is of them in. together. Yeah. And both of her parents, Donna's parents, are there. Yeah. Watching. Yeah. Felice looks happy that she made it she does she She, does she says you know she can't believe that she made it this far um so yeah she's in and once she's in i I always forget donna's dad's name is it martin john no that's their last name john um john John leans over to felice and is like i guess you have to tell her now but but i mean does she? I just, I feel like they have lied so much. They've lied and lied and lied and lied and lied. Like, why does Donna getting on court necessitate that they tell her the truth at this point? I don't really understand. Maybe once but. you're in the court, it's like, you know, the Illuminati or something. You are, oh. like, you learn all the yeah. secrets of the universe yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I wonder why <laughs> Professor X was there, but it makes more sense now. Yeah. Then we get a very quick resolution to this big thing that we're like, oh, Felice has this big secret. And it is a very quick resolution in this next scene. Very quick. She's sitting with Felice and Donna are sitting looking at this picture. And she says that she got pregnant, which is what I, well, I did guess that there was a secret sister, but uh, (laughs) uh, she got pregnant and that she had to they got married because of that. 
and she had to drop out because uh, you can't be married and be on the Rose Court, I guess, is yeah. the rule, which seems dumb yeah. to me, but whatever. Um, so Donna's- I was a little confused by that because, because, okay, so she was 19 when Donna was born, and Donna is like 20. So we're saying that Felice is 39. This baby was not Donna. It wasn't Donna? No, because Donna's like, where? well, where is this kid? And she says oh, that she okay. had a miscarriage. Right. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, At yeah. first, I was confused, too. I was like, yeah. this was Donna? But no. Yeah. No. Confusing. She um, she sadly uh, miscarried. Yeah. And yes, so that's there, right. there is that's no right. other baby. Um, but so, you know, she's, Felice is, like, well, you must think I'm a huge hypocrite. How can I preach virginity to you when I had sex before marriage and had this, yeah. you know, baby? And uh, Donna's like, no, not a hypocrite at all. I love <laughs> no, you. No. All is forgiven. Totally great. Totally great. She's like, you would have been if you hadn't told me the truth. And I'm like, lady, she's been lying to you. She, I mean, it wasn't time. even just like, Elise was like, oh, it does. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. I'll be in the other room. She was like, Donna. I swear to you, that is not me. I don't know her. I don't know that lady, but it's not me. And that's a promise. That's a blood oath that I make to you, Donna. Not to mention her whole thing is she is a virgin based on what her parents did. Yes. And it's like her whole life has been based on a lie. Yes. And not only did she lie about it, but like she made Donna feel like silly and small for wanting to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? When Donna, she was like, oh, if you want to waste your time parading around like a tramp, you know, it's like none of this is noble behavior just because she finally coughed up the truth. Well, Donna is happy with the way she was raised and she forgives her mom very quickly. And that's the end. That's the end of that, that, that little uh, storyline. So, and you know, Kendra, it's probably the last terrible thing Felice will do. So she's, she's good now. You know, let's just look forward. (laughs) <laughs> Let's just look forward. At the Walsh house, they are moving the mascot in, in this big box. We don't actually yeah. see it. We just see this big box yeah. sitting in the entryway. Yeah. I mean, it's like a packing crate from 1969. Like somebody sent him something from like Japan. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Valerie is supposed to help out with everything, but she comes downstairs and says that she's, you know, She's she's busy. She has something she has to do that night. Yeah. David tries to get her to tell oh. him what's going on. Oh and my gosh. Thus begins the beginning of one of my least favorite tropes in all of TV when you just yeah. won't use your words and say I know. Anything. I know. I I was like racking my brain thinking like why can't Valerie just say, I worked with this detective, I owed him one more job, now I have to do this job and it's tonight. Like, it's not a thing. It's not a secret. It doesn't have to be a secret. No. Makes no sense. Jonesy didn't tell her to keep it a secret. No. There's there's no no reason she needs to get... I mean, maybe, maybe she's embarrassed because she has to, like, dress up like a hooker in all leather. I mean, that, maybe. Yeah, that's embarrassing. She doesn't have to tell David that part. Just, I have to help this guy... You know, that's it. And she just she just won't. Yeah. I mean, David should respect her privacy. If she doesn't want to talk about it, that's fine. But, like, the way it escalates is just so crazy. And I both love and hate David's response to all of this because he's awful. 
He's a jerk. Oh, he's he toxic. Super awful. He, he's just like, oh, okay. So you'll go on this secret, whatever this is, but you still won't have sex with me? <laughs> How dare you? You know? Yeah. So that's why I hate it. The reason why I love it is because it is just pure David. It is just <laughs> it is. like. It's true to pure, character. Pure David in his purest form. So I like the consistency of it, I guess. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. So the rest of that scene is just him being like, well, what are you doing? Stop asking me questions. It's nothing. Well, but what is it? Why Why do I have to tell you? It's just like no specifics. I would no, be no, frustrated no. if I was David. I'd be like, what do you mean? <laughs> tell yeah. me. He's like, yeah. you're not telling me anything. <laughs> right. I know, I know. And then I think it's a little later, but when David is being like, is there a guy involved? And she says, yes. That's not what he's asking. He's not asking if there's like a guy in the vicinity. He's asking if it's like a romantic thing. And she's yeah. still saying, oh. Yeah. oh, TV, TV, Kendra. So, okay. So then we go to the streets where here's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> Valerie yeah. is a hooker and sure. they're trying to catch this guy in the act of picking up a hooker so that yeah. he, Jonesy can take pictures of it for his wife. I don't, I don't even know if all that's revealed yet, but I'm just telling you that that's, not a, that's the not plan. a good, not a good plan at all. No. Jonesy says that the driver's in, like he, Valerie has to get in the car with this guy. Yeah. Jonesy says the driver's in on it and, you know, we're going to catch him in the act. Everything will be fine. It's just a divorce case. It's not even like for the police. Thus, why does it have to be a secret? I know. Yeah. And if this guy's a slime ball, just catch him. I don't know why, like this, like Mission Impossible level entrapment that we're doing here. Right. If he's, if he's in the habit of picking up yes. ladies, surely you don't yeah. need Valerie to catch him. Exactly. Yeah. It's dumb. It's yep. dumb. It is dumb. Okay. Next scene is at Colin's house, uh, where we learn that Colin has been working for the the cause of keeping Cornelius J. Condor safe. Yes, he has. It turns out there yeah. is a decoy at the Walsh house and the real corny yeah. is in the fridge at Colin's In the house. fridge. You know, it's kind of funny here. Valerie's pretending to be a hooker, whereas Colin actually is a hooker. So <laughs> Yeah. He should have you know, called on Colin. Just could have should have called Colin. Yeah, he could yeah. <laughs> at Kelly Donna Claire's, um, Joe calls to talk to Donna and is very excited that she made the Rose Court. Says that, you know, she shouldn't worry about him but they are pressing formal charges Mm. his lawyer wants to talk to donna which makes sense sure sure and they really miss each other i i don't know if you were joe at this point would you still be super wanting to be with donna (laughs) nothing that's what nothing that's happening i feel like is a reasonable or rational reaction to like what went down so it's just it's all just confusing, I feel like, at this point. And the fact that, that they're not just saying. And, and I guess there's some reluctance on Donna. And, of course, Joe is shown to be just the opposite of Ray. He's just the noblest, most caring and considerate man in the universe. So he'd rather go to prison and do hard time than say he was defending Donna. And I just, come on. Come on. You've got, you've got a witness. You've got a witness, you know, who's right there who can you say exactly what's happening. You have her friends who can say. Yes. You have Valerie who saw him push her down the stairs. Yeah. 
But but even if you don't, I feel like if you've got a two against one kind of thing and Donna comes and says, like, look, he was roughing me up and Joe stepped in, that's it. I feel like it drops right there. Yeah. Are they just going to believe Ray over, like, the two of them? I, I don't. I don't know. It's silly. I don't know. Back on the street, they're waiting for the, <laughs> the Duke's white limo, but it never shows. Yeah. And so Jonesy oh. says, look, we got to do one more night of this. Which yeah. Valerie does not want to do, but she agrees. No. Do you remember the Friends episode where Ross is in the leather pants? Yes. Oh, that's such a stressful. It's so funny. It is. But it, it is really so stresses yeah. me out. And it's so. I stupid just imagine that's how Valerie you, felt. Why is that what you would do, Ross? Yeah. You would try I to know. use talcum powder. Just like I don't know. Come out and be like, my pants won't fit. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's funnier the way it I plays mean, out. But I guess I would try to put my pants back on on a date. But, you know, yeah, I, I, I understand. I understand. Anyway, I just imagine that's how Valerie feels about having to slip back into that this whole leather outfit for a night, too. Plus, crimp in the hair, that takes time. It's Yeah, it's a lot. That takes time. It's a lot. It's a lot. Here. And she's not even getting more money. That's the thing. First of all, she doesn't actually owe Jonesy anything. She did the job that he needed to do. And Jonesy got literally millions of dollars for it. So yeah. she doesn't owe him anything. But she's not even getting paid no. for this. No. Crazy. Crazy. Nick, all I wrote for this next thing is that they're at the student union, and I wrote, the gang is dirtying up the house. And I don't know what that means. Huh. I, I don't know it, what that means either. I spelled it wrong. It could be drying, driving oh. up the oh. house. Drying no, 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 no. Yes, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. They're So they, they're stashing the condor at Brandon's house, and... The, you know, all the guys are there and they're sort of partying and Brandon's like, just don't trash my house. Yes. That's the, pretty much the extent of the scene. Yes. So that's probably why Thank that's you. all you wrote. <laughs> oh, man. The lawyer's office. Um, Donna had a good meeting with the lawyer. Uh, we learned yeah. that the maximum penalty that Joe could get is a $200 fine and six months in jail. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, but the lawyer says, you know, if you if we go forward with this and you are part of it, your abuse is yeah. going to become a matter of public record. So are you ready for that? And she says, yes, I just need to tell my parents first. I just I feel like you could do this plot if Ray was actually hurt, like yeah. break his arm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. have his arm be legitimately in a cast. And then I think this makes sense for him to just be like, I'm Maggie. Yeah, you know, it hurts. I just, I just feel a little sore, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna throw this all-star American football player in prison for six months. <laughs> throw the book at him." I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Uh, Nick, when you were watching the most recent season of Stranger Things, did you think of Steve when she was changing his grades in the? Computer. I did. Yes, <laughs> I did think of that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's a that's a retro. That's a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> All right. At the I also wall. thought it was the final season, Kendra. I yeah. thought it was the final. So season. did I. It's the, not the last five minutes of Stranger Things season four. I'm like, this is a weird wrap up. This <laughs> I, is a weird wrap up. Even the last shot. I was like, this is how it ends. It's not. I, well, I had a rough go with this season. The it super is, long episodes. I just. I don't know. The well, whole everything not with Hopper, to be I'm the like, end, please. I know. Oh. I was like, get out of freaking... Ru Sorry, get spoilers for out. Stranger Things season four. Mild, mild, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, 
Oh, they're getting out of Russia. Episode two. Good. Stop it. Nope. Stop it. Russia the whole Stop time. It. Yeah. I don't. Mike want a was useless. Five. Noah was don't useless. want a season five. Or not Noah. Yeah. Sorry, Will. <laughs> Noah's his real name. Yeah. Will, Will. kind of useless. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan yeah. very useless. Uh, right. I didn't yeah. care about. I was telling Eric. I was like. L not having powers is like watching a superhero show where they're depowered. Like no one wants to right. watch that. No one <laughs> wants to watch Superman yeah. without powers. Yep. You know? True. Yep. <laughs> and they keep doing yeah. it. They so, keep doing it. Yeah. I, I And I felt bad because I made Eric. We, we I made him yeah. binge it with me. I mean, we watched yeah, hours yeah. in, in, de- in oh, several, you know, just a couple days. That's love. And yeah. then, uh. It's not over. So, but we yeah. have several years till we get not to thrilled. season five. Not thrilled. So. so off topic. Have you watched Obi Wan Kenobi yet? No, because we were trying to watch Stranger Things. So now we're gonna watch Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay. You watching Ms. Marvel? No, I haven't watched that either. Okay. Sorry. Right. I I watched all of Peaky Blinders in a week. That's huh. that was my last binge. Okay. Hey, listen, <laughs> we're so off topic. I'm just going to tell you. I watched The Pentameter with Mike Myers, and I had oh, such we watched, a fun time. We watched the first episode of that. I don't know if I was it's, just really tired or if I wasn't into it. I don't know. It was it was like midnight when we put it you on. Have that, to, so. You do have to sort of accept the uh, – you do have to sort of accept, all right, this is what we're doing. The the one Part of the reason why we couldn't do an episode last week is because I was working the election in New York had a primary, and I was just there all day. And it was uh, very low turnout because it was just a primary. So I watched basically all of the pentaverit on my tablet, and it really, uh, really helped me get through okay. that long day serving democracy. Voting is important, everyone. <laughs> it is. Go vote. Uh, All right. Sorry. What are, what are, we, what are we talking about? <laughs> anyway, so Jake and Allison finally get together here at Melrose Place, and we're really – oh, no, wrong notes. Sorry. What, what, what were we at? <laughs> so she – so Donna's going to go tell her parents about Ray. Okay. okay. So next scene is at the Walsh house. Uh, they're setting up, like, security cameras to, to keep an eye on – on the condor uh they woke up valerie in the process of doing this they were being very loud david says david's there and he's you know asking valerie how'd your secret mission go i gave up calling you about 1 30 a.m i get david's insecurity because again that's just a big part of his character i don't understand why valerie puts up with it at all yeah yeah. I think she should just be like, you know what? <laughs> this was a bad idea to begin with, and now I hate your guts. And not just <laughs> well, because of your terrible, terrible haircut. David looks like Eleven in season four with that haircut. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, he does. And he also doesn't have powers, so. <laughs> so this is this is the part that made me the most angry, which is when he asks, is there another guy involved? And she doesn't this say no. Saying. She right. says, like, yes, but it's not what you think. Yeah. Like, what a stupid yeah. thing to yeah. say. Obviously, he's yep. asking if you're cheating on him. That's that's my point exactly. It makes no sense for her to respond the way she does. It's just a TV thing. Then he sees her leather outfit and is like, oh, what's this about? <laughs> and she said, you know, he says, I'm, you know, the only one you won't be adult with. Ugh. Like. You'll go out and have sex with everyone else but me, and my patience just ran out. Just ran out. Poor David. 
Poor guy. Poor guy <laughs> he should be able to have whatever he wants whenever he wants it, no matter how he behaves and treats others. <laughs> All right. At, um, I wrote at court. Oh, the Rose Court. The Rose Court. The <laughs> I was like, court. the courthouse? No. Yeah, the, Judge the, Judy comes in. <laughs> the Rose Court. Donna and Lisa are leaving for the day, and Ray, like, comes out of the bushes as they're, <laughs> <laughs> as they're walking by. And oh, my gosh. This is a nice moment where Donna's like, yeah, that's the guy I told you about. And Lisa's like, well, I will be waiting right here until you're done yeah. with this conversation with him. Um, so she she waits on Donna and Ray's like, I've been here since the beginning, Donna, of this whole yeah. process. I needed, you know. Yeah, he's like, looks like we've made it. <laughs> we finally, Donna, you and I, we did it together. Yeah. And he says, look, there's no case if I don't say, you know, if I don't testify and say that he. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doy, Doy, you're the one bringing yeah. the charges. <laughs> If you drop the charges, there will be no charges. You are the problem. Oh, what a flex. Good so, for him. So, yeah. So his his plan here is he'll drop the charges if Donna yeah. dates him again. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the plan of a lunatic. It, it is. It is. Oh my gosh. So Donna says, go ahead with your charges. The truth will come out. Yeah. And it will, is the thing. It, yeah, yeah, it She's will. She's going will. to have He's people testify that Ray abused her. <laughs> He's got no bargaining. Yeah. Back at Dylan's house, Kelly stops by to see Brandon and she's brought... At Dylan's. We're at Dylan's at house. At Dylan's, yes. Did I say that? What did I say? So Brandon's at Dylan's. Kelly stops by uh, with some goodies. She didn't want him to have to close up the house. Air right. And alone. are they packing? Are they packing? It doesn't look like they're, they're like packing. <laughs> selling it? I don't know what's happening here. I don't either. I don't either. I, I guess I would assume you would put some sheets over the furniture, maybe like get okay. rid of any perishable food. That's yeah. what I would think if you are yeah. closing up someone's yeah. house. Unplugging major appliances. Yeah, unplug everything. Kind of Forwarding the mail. Yeah. Well, she says that you're not the only one who misses Dylan. She misses him too. And Brandon says that he doesn't even think he's ever going to come back. So why is he bothering yeah. to do anything? Yeah. And Kelly says, I don't, because you're his friend and you love him. There I don't think a lot of what happens with this closing up Dylan's house thing really makes any sense. But I was really appreciative to see Brandon struggling with it. Yeah. You know, and I like that his his way of struggling with it is to try to like fix it or try to like I need to have I need to do something, you know, to mm -hmm. to like Smart almost like closure. to be a part of this. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, it's night 2 on the streets and Valerie is pretty over it at this point. So, does Jonesy here I wrote sizable bonus. Does Jonesy say that he's going to pay her for Oh, I, I don't guess. remember. That'd be great. I, I wrote, hope so. I wrote sizable bonus. I also wrote well, travels, let's say yes. travels with an inflatable doll, and I don't know what that means. But oh, it was yes. Said. Yeah, she says something like, I don't know why I'm taking dating advice from somebody who Dylan says travels with an inflatable doll. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, all these stories about me. <laughs> 
So as they're arguing, a white hey, limo do you think, comes you around think the that corner. Claire, do you think that Claire still sleeps with that inflatable doll to stop her snoring? Because we only saw mm, it that one time. Maybe. Do you think that's an every night situation? Okay. Maybe. Yes. Anyway, the Duke's white limo rolls in. Yes. Rolls around the corner and they run to his window and proposition him. Could not him. be more obvious. Oh, yeah. Could not be more obvious. Proposition he comes up him. And $200 Jones, an Jones hour. He's like, hey, hooker, would you like a hooker? I have one. She's right here. She's, She's a great. hooker for you. I'm not a cop. I'm not a detective. This is not a sting operation. But I do have a hooker. Well, turns out the uh, the cops are there. They jump out of the car and arrest Valerie and Jonesy. Pretty good. Turnabout is fair play, I think, uh, is, yeah. is what you would, what you would use in this scenario. All's the fair. Duke, Love and war. The Duke, I don't think that's applicable, but the Duke really got the drop on them. You know, yes. he turned the tables. He did. Back at Dylan's house, Kelly and Brandon are not working. They're playing Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Oh, cute. Yeah. Susan arrives, and it is very awkward. Susan makes it awkward, I think. See, no, I was going to say the opposite. Susan walks in, and Kelly and Brandon act like they're both in robes smoking cigarettes. (laughs) And it's like, you are fully dressed playing Rock'em Sock'em Robots in the middle of a living room with, like, the door open. But they act very... I don't know. Oh, nothing's happening here. I think Susan walks in and is like, oh, hi, guys. And then Brandon's like, hey, Susan, we're doing this. And then they kind of, like, see the look on her face, and then it gets a little more awkward. Oh, interesting. No, I thought thought they were the awkward ones. I... I feel like Susan's reaction makes perfect sense to me. You walk on like your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, after realizing that they spent the day alone with their ex. It's fair. You know? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So Kelly heads out and Susan's like, oh, well, I see that Kelly is right able it. to get you out of your funk. Yeah. Susan also says that she wants to be more to Brandon than just a good friend. Yeah, such a great line. (laughs) Really great. And then I guess they do it on Dylan's kitchen table? Yeah. I believe is the next thing that happens. I mean, he's not using the house. He's not. No, no. I question. It's a weird, weird way to set the mood, I feel like. But Mm, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever works for him. Next scene, Valerie calls David to come and bail her out and has calls David, not Brandon. Yeah. I felt that was weird. It was a little weird. I think. Yeah. And that's a thing later, but she has to tell David that she's been arrested for prostitution. For prostitution. Yeah. The whole thing at the beginning of this season with Valerie staying and them having the whole, you're the only family I've got. I feel like Valerie and Brandon haven't spoken since then. And we've done absolutely nothing with a family connection between the two of them. And I think that's a missed opportunity. Agreed. Later on at the station, David has bailed Valerie out and says what we just said. He's like, you could have called anybody. Why did you call me? And she says, you're the only one I can let you, I can let see me like this. I'm really, really embarrassed about what happened. No, no. Yeah, I would think he would be the one she wouldn't want to see. I know. I would say Brandon or even Steve would make more sense to me than calling David. I didn't really get that. They're really like, this relationship is being very shoehorned in. Yeah. And I don't quite get why they're like, we have to have Valerie and David together. (laughs) So Jonesy comes in and says, all charges have been dropped. Her record has been wiped clean. 
<laughs> just, just like that. <laughs> so does David get his bail money back is my question. Do you bail somebody out when charges are dropped? Yeah, I Were there know. times for charges to be filed? I just have a lot of questions about yeah. the legal process here. <laughs> Jonesy says he did get half the money up front. So Valerie will be getting some money. Which She'll be getting some money. Okay. Nice. She may or may not need it. We're not sure. At the frat house, Donna has called the team, the football team together for yeah. a meeting. And yeah. tells them the whole story that Joe was protecting her from an abusive ex-boyfriend and that Joe is the leader that this team needs and he's he's Silly. so great. And Joe like comes up behind her as she's talking and the team's like, Oh man, boss, we're sorry. <laughs> geez, geez, sorry, boss. I feel like the what's being projected here is a really unhealthy victim blaming and I feel like the episode doesn't really even realize they do it but they treat Donna being abused by Ray as Donna's shame and like I understand why Donna might feel that way but I feel like the tenor of the episode is that she has something to be ashamed about or embarrassed about Mm -hmm. and I just think that's really weird like Joe Joe even Joe taking it upon himself to like protect her reputation there's nothing wrong with her reputation. No. She was a victim right. of somebody else. And I think it's just a really problematic messaging here. And it's kind of like, that's not the point of these scenes, but it's definitely the undertone of like, you know what? She just has to own this shame that she has. And I just, it bothered me. I think I think it's just a really unhealthy thing to put out there. Yeah, I agree. At the pep rally, this scene was kind of weird because Steve is standing in front of a big like TV screen and it makes it look like they spliced him in after the fact. Oh, really? Did you notice that? I think it was just that he was standing in front of a TV screen. And so it made the edges of him look, I don't know, go back and watch that scene because there were several times where I'm like, is Steve not actually here? And they spliced him in after the fact. No, I didn't notice. You're probably right though. It's probably just the, the combination there. Yeah. So he gives the big speech about, oh, look, we took video of SCU stealing Courtney, but guess what? That wasn't the real one. Here's the real one. And everyone is so excited. I don't like these B plots that's just like, let's give this character something to do. Mm. Like, I I like when there's something goofy, but it kind of like pushes the story forward or at least like is a good piece of like character work. And this was just kind of like, Whatever. You know, like it (laughs) wasn't fun. Like nothing, you know. At the Condor, Brandon is listening to the football game on the radio. Uh And it. I I think the game is not going well at this point, um, though that turns around later. And he's working on an article that he says is called Friendship Sucks. And (laughs) Susan says, well, save a copy for Dylan. You never know. Maybe he'll be back. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. At Kelly, Donna, Claire's, Donna and her parents are watching the game on TV, but then she turns off the TV and says that she needs to tell them something. And she... Super weird timing, I felt like. They're watching this big game game and everybody's like, is she just like, yeah, now is the moment for me to pause this. Yeah, so she says that Ray has been, you know, physically abusive to her. Felice immediately 
remembers Palm Springs and yeah, the stairs. Like, oh, yeah, you didn't just fall down the stairs. You were pushed down the stairs. Her parents both say they're behind her and Joe. Joe's not going to go to jail. They're going to make sure that he doesn't go to jail for this. And yeah. they want her With to know their that, white money. Yeah. <laughs> and they want her to know that she doesn't have to be afraid to tell them anything. Because right. in the past, she's told them things and it's gone really well. Yes. I, I don't believe it all. And if she told that, Felice would have been like, I told you so, Donna. This is a this is a prison of your own making. <laughs> if Felice, I told, everybody. If I told my dad, just sat him down on the couch and told him that a boyfriend had been abusive to me, he would be out the door with a shotgun before I could stop him. Yeah. I'm just going to lay that out I know. There. I'm... Yeah, yeah. I did like how John jumped right up and went to her, but it did feel a little like it lacked action. I feel like I yeah. would be the same way. You know, John, it, John didn't seem angry enough to me. He seemed concerned, but he didn't seem angry. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, if that scene played out, you would have just heard my car being like, <laughs> as Don and Felice continued talking. But. Yeah. <laughs> At the Peach Pit, uh, turns out they won the game. Hey, what a... <laughs> What a twist. Wow. And Nat is offering 35% off everything because that's that was their score. 35 or they won by 35 okay. or something. Or somebody know. okay, whatever. Nat. Nat. Nat I everyone. think taking 35% off everything is going to be more annoying than it's worth, but whatever. I think so too and probably crippling for his overhead. That's too much. 3.5% yeah. maybe. You know? Yeah. The team is very excited because since they won this game, they they probably are going to go to the Rose Bowl, which probably. is a big deal. The and Don Rose is also going to be there. Bowl. I always think of Little, Little Shop of Horrors when I hear. Oh, I never Bowl. think of it, but okay, now I know. <laughs> now I know. Steve is exhausted from sure, having, you know, his week yeah. of of guarding the the Condor. Yeah. They talk about Thanksgiving is going to be at the Walsh house for everybody, hey. except Colin and Susan are both going to New York. Oh. And um, Kelly and Brandon are like, I think we can get along without them, right? And they like give each other the eyes, which is Ooh. a little weird, but all right. What's more weird is that they only have chemistry when they're not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> they just can't get it together. Yeah. The last scene is at the Walsh house where I think it's Valerie. Oh, no, they're both post-shower. Did I skip Oof. something? I don't think so. I did it. So he pick, he picks her up at the thing, at the yeah. police station. All is forgiven. Post-shower. And David says, you know, he doesn't care what happened anymore. It's, <laughs> it's fine. I forgive Once he you. knows what happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And she says, you're the only one who believes in me, David. And then we get a very steamy yeah. scene. Yeah. Where they yeah, she's like opening the towel as yeah. she says this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So David Ugh. gets what he wants. Yes, he does. After just so being long. terrible. Yeah. Just being terrible start to finish. Yeah. Definitely yeah. rewarding back, bad behavior. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's the episode. Gross. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say that I didn't like this episode. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. I think... I think the Brandon processing his feelings about Dylan was valuable, and I like to see that. Even though I didn't love how it played out, 
But beyond that, I just don't really. I didn't like any of the Valerie Jonesy stuff. We've no, talked about and that should have been fun. Yeah, the David Valerie stuff. Yeah. was and it's annoying that you know I was hoping that you know he was going to wait for her and not pressure yeah. her, and then it was going to be nice when they finally yeah. moved forward. But this just felt like yeah. rewarding it's, bad behavior. It's frustrating that it's like David has learned nothing. Yeah, you know, like he's just learned nothing and still gets what he wants. And I think the whole Joe Donna Ray story, I think they just were like, all right, let's do this without really thinking about how it all works. Because a lot of things that they say, like Ray saying, if I don't testify, they'll drop the charges is a crazy thing to say, because all he has to do is drop the charges, withdraw the charges, you know, like (laughs) everybody being mad at Joe doesn't make any sense. And it's such a weird, like entrance into a relationship between Donna and Joe. It's just another unhealthy situation for Donna. And it's like, it'd be one thing if that was part of it and they realized that, but I don't think anybody realizes that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I like the drama of things teeing up for like a big fall for Ray. That's what I'm wanting is like, they're going to go to court and she's going to wipe the floor with him is what I want. So I like that drama building, but also it's not done well right like, it just doesn't right. make sense exactly so, that's that's my point exactly just yeah you got to spend some time to make it feel like a thing that would and really he's still in the cre- he's a full villain and he is still in the credits yeah yeah with yeah. the gang but dancing around in the in the yeah. intro it doesn't make right sense. right it's just so weird it's so weird once once we get to the point where this is done i feel like we need to do a full episode <laughs> debrief where we try yeah. to figure out what the heck they were planning with ray yeah. Because it can't be this. Nope. Like, 902 and 0 snap? What do you, what do you got? Um, I guess I'll give it to that scene with Valerie and David where he finds the clothes and oh. walks out. I was going to give it to the smoke show scene between the two of them because it feels like a soap opera sure. to me. Sure. You know, yeah. Well, I didn't like it. And hopefully next time with season six, episode 12, breast side up, we will. uh, (laughs) Great. Great We'll like it more. We'll (laughs) like it more. Uh, In the meantime, you can catch me every other week on this Andorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. The most recent episode that will be coming out shortly at our time of recording. Features Kendra Mickles of 9021 Here We Go fame. Kendra, what else are you doing podcast-wise? Uh, well, I am Miss Musebox91 on Twitter, and I yeah. am also the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where yeah. each week we talk about a different 90s song. Not necessarily each week. We're trying, but it doesn't yeah, always you happen. you do your best. You do your best. Um, yeah. But our most recent episode is about Mr. Jones by Counting Crows. Okay. So hop on over there. Good times. Well, Kendra, until we meet again. 902 and here we go.